0: Hey everyone, it's Will and James here. Welcome to
1: the Pure Sport Project. We want to jump into the minds of people we find inspiring from all walks of life. Bringing you their stories, lesson learned along the way, and future plans. So tune in for some of them wholesome yarns. Welcome back to the Pure Sport Project. This week, we are joined by the fabulous Jenny Tong. Jenny, do you want to give yourself a little bit of an introduction? I know you're a GB weightlifter, an all-round legend oh and the man has just come in
0: What a great
1: time g-unit with the coffees i must say it's an absolute
0: honor to have you in the house jenny thank we you. love your work we love having you part of our team so yeah and appreciate what you're doing to break the stigma for like females and weightlifting making some some real waves there we're proud to be aligned with that so thank big love to you much. jenny thank you
2: big love to you
0: too and as quickly as he came in he was gone G boy, big love as ever. Jenny, you're probably our most gridded person on our feed. The most featured of anyone we've ever had. I think it's Jenny Tong. How does that make you feel?
2: It's an absolute honor. I was just wondering though, is it it the hair? It's a selling point. It's my USP.
1: It's just the sick content.
0: (laughs) That's all it
2: is.
0: (laughs) I really like that reels you did with the boost.
2: I can't tell you how many like failed attempts there was with that, trying to catch the bottle the right way. Um, it makes you feel really incompetent when you can't do something <laughs> that basic.
0: Alright. Uh, anyway, what we did miss out on was you giving us your brief introduction.
2: Yeah, so who am I? Hi, I'm Jenny Tong, I'm a GB weightlifter and just an all-around top person, I guess.
1: Preach. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I am a legend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I just I just do me. I guess there's a lot of strings to my bow, which we'll, we'll cover. But I'm um, a pathway coach for British weightlifting. So I look after 13, 17 year olds um, that are on the, the talent and development pathways. I work on the National Youth Setup. I do my own bits and bobs. And yeah, I, I do Instagram, whatever that is.
1: I don't really know what it is either, but people are interested in mm. Talk Like you just said, you've got some strings to your bows. What's your favorite string of your bow?
2: My favorite, (laughs) the favorite string to my bow, probably, probably working with brands that align with me basically is I think it's a bit like the wild west out there. So it, it really reinforces my, my position, all the things that I want to do and where I see myself to be with working with brands. And I say that like working with brands that basically just mirror my values. It just doesn't feel like work it's not work to me that's that's just having a good time and, and doing good stuff so yeah that's my favorite string
0: well we may as well try and plug ourselves straight away then because <laughs> but what on what honestly what draws you to pure sport what about us as a brand and the products what do you love the most about working with us because we as we've started off we love working with you so easy to work with you're a great ambassador for any brand you're a, you're a strong woman you're independent and you just put together great stuff and you're talented. So what about pure sport? There you go, I fed you some compliments first. So hopefully we get some back. Do you like the most?
2: Um, it's the, the community spirit for me. Grayson put up a, a post a while back, actually. I think it was what, after one of the Run Club events or something like that. And just Big about- Big up Run
0: Club. 1815 tonight, Battersea <laughs> Park. <laughs> Anytime I can plug that shit, I'd do it.
2: Um, just about how important it is to give back to the community and how and that, that just resonates with me massively. I don't do what I do in terms of coaching weightlifting for, for money or for for clout. It's because I wanna help people and I wanna help people get the best out of themselves and enjoy their experience doing, tra- doing training in whatever form. And so that's one of the things that I love most about the brand is the amount that you really give back to your community. And, and the products, you know, the second to none. I was so skeptical for years about trying CBD. I was skeptical about trying nootropics and yeah, I gave it a go and I, I can't ever see myself going back now.
1: Was that because like, you're obviously a tested athlete. Uh, is that why you thought mm, I'm not sure about CBD or was it because of the stigma around it just maybe not working or what was it?
2: Um, a few reasons from my personal perspective, obviously I I didn't really see the benefit I was like, you know, I've, I've, as a teenager, I was like, I've smoked weed before, and you know, what, what, what extra benefit is that going to give me if I've, I've been there, done that? If you extract it on its own, what? Why is that going to now help me? And then, you know, being a tested athlete at the same time, it's a massively unregulated market. My first ever UK anti-doping talk, I actually asked about CBD because I was starting to explore the, the area in the, in the industry, and they basically said, look. There is no attested brands at this point. It's like the wild west. We don't recommend it because you've got to make sure you're under a certain milligramage. And obviously, with THC specifically, it builds up in your system. So it's not like other drugs where you could leave it a few days and it's out of your system. The more you, the more you take, the more it, it builds up. So I was just basically warned off it, and I, yeah, slowly kind of found my way and found my way to Pure Sport. So I'm incredibly grateful to that.
1: How did you find your way to Pure Sport? Was it us that reached out to you or vice versa was it no well
2: i'd actually already seen the brand and at the time i was i'd started working with another cbd brand but they weren't tested they they promised to have like zero thc and everything but i was really unsure about taking it and more so unsure about advertising it marketing it to other athletes so then when i think it might have been grayson who reached out directly and and i was just like yeah like i'll give this a go straight away i was just like drop the other one i was like yeah i'll pick up your spot and get and try it and you know i said i'll try it for for a few weeks or a month before before i agree to to anything formal and i'm so glad i did i'm so glad i did like it's from my sleep to just my general well-being i feel like a completely different person to how i was back in back in late 2020 so yeah
1: was that since you switched brands, or was that since you started using CBD? Like, did you see a difference between the original CBD brand that you used and Pure Sport, or not really?
2: I I saw the difference in quality. I don't really believe that I was taking enough of the other brand to have really ever to, to have known if it was having much of an a, a, of an effect on me, just because I was so skeptical and just wasn't sure. So I couldn't really say much for the other brand. I wasn't really with them long enough to to have been able to spot any significant benefits but definitely with with pure sport it's as it's gone over the months i've been able to pinpoint exactly like changes in my mood changes in my sleep changes in my recovery it's been fantastic
1: Mm, that's awesome what are your favorite products
2: the unwind and just the straight up was it 1500 milligrams the unwind capsules
0: that's what i do every night i'm a 2000 milligram guy on unwind capsules
1: yeah you and me both that's my go-to those two (laughs) And I got told off for saying this the other day, but I sleep like a corpse. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, no, you can't say that. And I was like, well, like I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning in exactly the same position. I haven't even moved. Whereas before, like I used to wake up three, four or five times in the night. used to track my sleep and it was like, yeah, you've been awake for an hour and a half. And I've only been in bed for five hours. Whereas now, like I just sleep all through the night. And I think that resembles a corpse, basically. You just go to bed, don't wake up.
2: It's funny, though, like when you say that it's sleeping like a corpse, maybe not. I sleep like a log um, in my thick northern accent. But I do find like I will fall asleep and I wake up more or less in exactly the same position. I have I don't I have wild dreams, though, and I've been trying to work out if I'm having the wild dreams like without without it or if it's when like my sleep hygiene is a little bit is a little bit funky. So like if I've left the, the blinds slightly open or things like that and that's disturbing my sleep. But other than that, it doesn't matter where I am, usually if I travel, I don't sleep very well, I'm really restless. Whereas now, I just take the unwind capsule, it doesn't matter where I am, I don't need to be in my own bed, and I'm just out like a light, it's great.
0: Big up nootropics. Mm. Yeah, big up nootropics. The new tropics. has everything we need in it, we didn't have to create all these little things in science labs. To a certain degree, we did for some things, but honestly, in my view, basically nature has everything we need, so... Big up, you mother nature. I'm looking out at the blue sky right now and some green plants and I just want to hug you all in. Oh,
2: you're that kind.
0: I am now. Tree hugger. I am now. (laughs) Big up, yeah, we have some great indoor plants in this office too, don't we? Mm. Yo, the oxygen quality in London is obviously pretty poor, but where we are,
1: sweet. I got really into plants in lockdown last year because it was just like there wasn't really much to do, was there? and I got sucked into
2: dad. yeah
1: big time and I got sucked into patch plants which yeah. is yeah it's like they deliver it to your door and it's massively overpriced plants but they give your plant a name so I was like right these I are awesome.
0: mine anyway already
1: mine have already got names yeah
0: but no I'm I got not. Rob
1: the rubber tree I got Barley, the uh bonsai tree and I got yeah I got a few more
2: and yeah they're yourself. all dying
1: they're still there like they're just yeah, not having a good time I'm like someone said, you have to water them. So they're like, no, you're watering them too much. And I was like, I don't know. I'm yeah. just doing everything. But Patch Plants send you out emails all the time. And they say, well, right, this is how you need to care for this particular plant. You need to water it this much. And they give you updates and stuff you like this. You know there
2: are so, apps
1: for that. Yeah, I download one the other day, but then you have to pay for it. And I was like, no. This podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Patch Plants.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: nah, I'm just kidding. We sponsor ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've got, I named mine myself. So I got one the other day that's like, I can't remember what the what the tree is called but it twists at the bottom the re- wheels doing something really weird with his hand. <laughs> i'm trying to show that the the, the, the what, do you, what do you call it the trunk is like Steady. three separate things and it twists together mm. well, i called him merle like i have like moments merlin of ins- i don't know he's just Merle. i have moments of inspiration where i walk in the room i just wore him i was like you're Merle." but then my favorite one is peter and he's got two e's that's why he's <laughs> slightly different so p-e-e t-e-r peter. peter and that's how i speak to them. my plants are so healthy because i speak to them and water them and... my dad
2: swears by that you know Wait, there's a, there
0: is a youtube video i'm gonna send you the link and we'll put it in the... we don't even have show notes but if we, we did do. we do i do them all right. oh sweet all right nice dollar bills <laughs> i've got, i've got like a I think it's like a half an hour, 45 minute video that's about crystals in water. And if you'd have told me to charge my crystals in the full moon about th- six months ago, I'd have laughed my ass off. But now crystal formations and the whole thing about plants, because they're mostly water, just like we are humans. If you're nice to them, the energy in the water and the crystals stays clear. So they, that's why they grow better. It sounds like voodoo shit. Trust me, it's got American scientists and Russian scientists on it together talking about the same thing and agreeing. And so you... what
2: I'm getting from this is you are a tree-hugging, crystal-loving, hippie, I don't actually have any crystals yet, but oh.
0: yo, this this documentary is mad. I'm going to show notes it.
1: I'm excited to watch it.
0: Yeah. What's, what's the patch thing you called? Patch plants. Patch plants. Big up patch plants. But I think you should name your own plants. They'll be happier with you. We should probably talk about more things, Jenny Tong. Yeah. I actually, had one, I actually had one question from what you said at the start. Because it's one of those things like when I was growing up, I remember when I was 15, or well, probably 14, 15, had the had the at-home weights. There was always that conversation that if you start working out too young as a kid, it's going to stunt your hmm. growth. And you obviously said that you train people from 13 upwards. So you obviously have a much better insight on that than I do. I still punched out weights and I'm 6 6'2", so something must have been all right.
2: Yeah, it's a fallacy. Weights don't stun your growth. It's been a real problem actually trying to get people to overcome that, that stereotype and parents specifically. But what I find fascinating is that those same parents who will say, oh, you know, weightlifting will stunt my child's growth, will send their child out to a rugby pitch where they're about to get battered and be thrown around. And, and if, you, if you think one one is okay but not the other, then you maybe have to have a conversation with yourself and maybe you know, ask if your science is really backed up. But no, that's, we, we have found, more so in recent years, like that stereotype is being phased out. But yeah, it's, it's been fun.
0: Well, I'm 27 now, so this is what? It's 12 years ago, if I get my maths right. Maybe more
2: quick maths. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm 24 and I've been this height since I was 11. I was the tallest in my class. And then just stopped growing, and I didn't pick up a barbell until I was 18. So
1: hmm. let's let's talk about that because yeah. like weightlifting is not really like the most mainstream of sports. So talk to me about how you found weightlifting. Was there any kind of like sporting history before that? And then how have you progressed from first discovering it, how you discovered it, to where you're at now? Because you're you're a pretty elite level in yeah, weightlifting. Right. Not bad.
2: <laughs> I do okay. So I did judo and BMX growing up, I loved- Together. Yeah. All, sport, I, all that. want. just flips. Riding my Every BMX flips. in my kimono, that's just how,
1: that's how I do. That's content pieces. <laughs> Battling in the air, <laughs> little Tai in the air.
2: No, I did, I did BMX. Um, I think, no, I found judo first and I did that for six or seven years.
1: What belt did you get to?
2: I can't remember. My memory from that like, period of my life is very hazy. I just remember traveling around the south of Spain, doing competitions and chilling with my mates.
1: Do you remember any of the terminology, any of the names for the throws and the holds?
2: Oshionagi.
1: It's one I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: one of the things I have found as well is that some of the, some of the words that I learn would be in Spanish and then I, when I moved over to the UK, I started doing a bit of judo when I moved here and the words were completely different. And so I felt like a fish out of water.
1: And they're supposed to just be Japanese?
2: The way but the way, the way way they pronounce them was just different. So I was saying that when I'd hear something, it wasn't what made sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But that's always fun. No, so I did judo, did BMX, and then I just stopped doing sports because my teenage years hit like a truck. And I, I just went to university and I decided that with it being an opportunity to meet new people and things like that that the best way for me to socialize would be through sport i didn't i'd done a lot of partying before that and i wasn't really interested in the typical student lifestyle so i wanted a, a, a welcome distraction basically so i was scrolling through the list of sports i was actually looking for wrestling <laughs> so i thought judo judo and wrestling there's a good crossover there mm. and yeah there was no wrestling but there was weightlifting and i'd recently before I left London I'd started going to the gym and I was you know just picking up picking up barbells not really knowing what I was doing I hated cardio so I'd gone into the free weights area and I picked up you know the weights with the long bars with the weight stuck on the end
1: the fixed ones yeah yeah
2: and I basically started muscle snatching so I was like oh I can feel my obliques working I feel like this is a good movement like I'm just gonna stand here doing this for 20 minutes and turned up to my first taster session and they had us doing snatches and I was like Oh, what you mean this? And just did it, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm okay at this. And I never left. They couldn't get rid of me, and now I run <laughs> <in> the club.
0: <laughs> it's quite a strange thing to turn up on your first day and actually know what to do already, because those movements are so technical as well. Mm. Like, do you think you got that ability of like being technically good from a discipline like judo and BMX, where it's not just about sort of, I guess, your talent or how fast or how strong you are? It's it's very technical
2: yeah i think i had good body awareness though i was i was a performer before when i left london i did performance in london and so moving up it was only a few kind of weeks months beforehand that i'd been doing my last final shows. so i think body awareness and having quite good like kinesthetic awareness really helped because i was aware of my positionings a lot and i didn't really have to think about things very much to move from one position to another i remember the jerk the jerk came super naturally to me for i'm not sure why maybe that's just a you know genetics and having quite good fast twitch fibers but it felt quite a natural movement for me all of the movements felt quite natural and that really was the buy-in for me because i was like i felt like i didn't really have to try very hard and that was the catalyst for me realizing that i had some potential within the sport and I didn't really i wasn't necessarily thinking further down the line i remember just walking into the club and being like i need to be every single female in here and as long as that is my goal then i just keep pushing that
0: mm-hmm. and then did you end up beating all the males too like see ya yeah yeah love it
1: <laughs> i've seen some of the videos you made some sick content recently of the like the first videos of you lifting to now being on I don't know what platform it was but it looks pretty impressive and like some big boy weights going up but then it was like that period of time isn't that long really it's only a few years and to go from like not really understanding the movement and not really lifting that much weight to where you're at now, that's pretty impressive. How long has that taken?
2: So I have been lifting now for five and a half years which is wild that seems like a long time to me Mm. but i realize actually in in the grand scheme of things it's literally been five and a half years since i picked up a barbell
0: and now you're working with kids that are 13.
2: yeah yeah (laughs) so Um, they're
0: starting at their five years as to where you first picked up a barbell so that's crazy
2: Mm. so it's it's been um there's been a very fast turnaround like i've been working for british weightlifting now for nearly two and a half three years so the time The the way my life did a a 180 in such a short space of time, I would have never predicted. I could have never have guessed that I would even be sat here right now working with quite sporty brands and just being, like my whole life now is physical exercise in whatever sense. And that's wild to me. Like it still feels like a dream. I'm still expecting something to just quickly snap back and I'm like, all right, okay, we're back to normality. Yeah, very strange.
1: What was it like? What were you doing before when you said it's done a 180? So obviously now it's very sporty. Before that, was it just like the party life before that?
2: Um, yeah, rock and roll. I, I was I was more interested in being out and about and living my best life in the most unhealthy ways possible. And I was uh, I went to the Brit School, so I did performing arts at the Brit School. I moved down to London when I was 16 and just basically lived my best life in london for two years i lived in a flat on my own in in croydon and just you
0: grew up quick 16 mm. croydon living on your own down from up north yeah. somewhere magical where is home home
2: Home is where the heart is
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no the uh, the painful irony is for me and no offense to any northerners listening because big up the north
0: but Nicest people in the world.
2: They're, they're, they're honestly. <laughs> we are lovely. Yes, lovely. For real. <laughs> you weren't expecting that,
0: were you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I have this really thick northern accent that doesn't make any sense to me because I moved to Spain when I was two, three years old. I moved back to the UK when I was 14, 15. And yet, yeah, my accent has been the same the whole time. So I couldn't read or write in English until I was 14, but I had a thick Northern accent and you could pinpoint exactly where in England I was from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't shake it wow. all. Like, that no, is a mad it's, story. It, because
2: the only English I would ever hear was thick northern from my mom and my nanny and my brother and like it was it's just wild to me so So how's
0: your spanish accent
2: my spanish accent is as thick as my english accent but still northern proper regional like i lived in the middle of nowhere tiny little village in the south of spain so my spanish accent is just as thick as my northern accent
1: so it's not like spanish with a touch of northern in it okay can you give it can we have an example because i'm intrigued yeah well i don't know
0: what, what I still digo? wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between no, neither the right, but Spanish I want. accent. Yeah, but I want to hear it, how it goes different, so.
2: Just... Okay, so
1: yeah. Yeah, I can sound... hear the northern. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nah, sort of twang I mean... in there. Yeah. So why did you move? Why did you move to Spain and why did you move back?
2: Uh, good question. So, my mum my just moved us out there. My uncle had a house out there and she'd been there on holiday and she loved it and basically decided that Hull was done and wanted to to leave and see the world and give her kids the best childhood, which I did. I had a, a fantastic childhood. I left because I got kicked out. I'd been kicked out of school. This was like my seventh time being kicked out. I'd been caught with drugs in school and I'd failed everything anyway and they were basically like yeah we're we're done with you so there was no other schools in our region so it was like well either leave and get a job and leave with no education or you go back to the uk to live with your really strict dad so we opted for the latter
0: so that's the big 180.
1: Hmm. and now would you move back to spain like did you enjoy spain more than the uk is there a long-term plan to go back to spain or
2: Funny, because I was I went for brunch with my friend Dad and she said, like, what's your goals? And I was like, I don't have any goals anymore. I had done, my only goal in life is to be happy. And w- in whatever shape or form that comes in, like that's cool. But I, I was very much a plan A, plan B, all the way down to Z, because the goal initially was to move back to Spain. I studied politics and international relations for my undergraduate, and the aim was always to do diplomacy work to move back to Spain live my best life on an English salary. Because the only, the only concern for me moving back to Spain now is I'm like, the, the country in general is not in a good place economically. And so the prospect of moving back means that I'd be in quite an unsecure position so the the goal and the dream was always to move back on a british salary with a nice pension and yeah live my best life in the sun and then i found weightlifting and weightlifting ruined all my plans <laughs> genuinely i got i got offered the place on the um government fast stream program after uni at the end of uni end of second year third year and i turned it down because i was like i i suddenly don't think i want to do this anymore and it's a big commitment and what about all those opportunities I miss out on by saying yes to this opportunity? So yeah. here we are.
0: Here you are.
1: So do you have a plan with weightlifting? Do you have a goal with weightlifting? No. You don't?
2: I just pick up the weights and put them down again.
1: So there's not like a goal weight? You're like in your head being like, I'd like to lift this weight by this date.
2: If I don't snatch 90 kilos this year, I will be vexed.
1: Where are you at at the moment?
2: 87.
1: Oh. Some biscuits
2: on the end mm. yeah but i would i would be very angry at myself because that was my goal for 2019. um i i snatched 85 in march 2019 and then basically suffered burnout last year i was getting pinned by 60 70 kilo cleans and i was just not there i was training for the sake of training and it felt like because we were in lockdown and everyone was training that I needed to do that as well. And I needed to keep up with everyone else and it just didn't work in my favor. And so now often things happen and I always think things, whether they happen for a reason or not, take everything with a pinch of salt. I refuse to live my life dictated by some goals or ambitions and aspirations that I may or may not achieve. And then what you sit back at the end of it and go, well, was that any of that even worth it? I didn't achieve those things. Or you feel resentful of the fact that you didn't achieve those things actually i i much more enjoy my life kind of not even having short-term goals but just going with the flow and and enjoying the process whatever that process is i don't really know
0: so that's journey tongs advice for happiness hmm. have you got anything else to add what what you what advice you give someone to just kind of stay happy or just as you say go with the flow because some people are real caught up on having some kind of plan all the time or being dictated by something
2: Stick to the basics. If you've got a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in and some money in your bank account, lucky, right? that's, that's more than a lot of people have. And so anything more than that to me is just a bonus. I'm here for a good time and maybe a long time. Who knows? But as long as I'm having a good time, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a nice way to live. Mm, I've learned some lessons from that.
2: And take new tropics as well and get a good night's sleep. It, it matters a lot. It might, it changes the way you, it changes the way I see the world. If I'm in a good state of mind, like if I sleep well, I'm in a good state of mind. If I've slept badly or if, you know, I feel like the world's on top of me because I'm anxious or whatever, there's generally a reason for that. And that affects how you see life and how you it's see how the you world in front well, of you. It? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things, you see it through a different lens and we spend a third of our lives as humans asleep. So if you get really good sleep then it's like the tea up for every day isn't it? If you sleep badly you wake up in a bad mood, you're less enthusiastic to do stuff like if you've got a morning workout to get to, sometimes you sack it off. So if you start the day the best way you can, which is sleep the night before, then you're more likely to succeed in everything you do. Mm-hmm. And there's you can't really put a price on that.
2: It's your environment as well. Mm. Sleep environment for me is massive. I mentioned earlier about sleep hygiene. The biggest change I've seen, I bought, so I bought my house last end of last year and it's such a welcoming environment for me. I've, I've moved around a lot and there's never been one place where I've woken up every morning feeling grateful. And I, I, I do, I say, it sounds so cliche, but I wake up every morning with a grateful heart because I'm like, wow, like, I've got amazing views, I've got a comfy bed. Like, it's just such a happy place to be and that makes me very positive and it means that I start the day in the right mindset, whereas a lot of places I've been have been dark or have just negatively affected me in ways that I didn't even realize it was affecting me. So really taking note of your surroundings is, is massive to mindset and wellbeing.
0: Do you have any other tips for sleep hygiene in general other than taking your CBD oil and unwind nootropics?
2: Try and make it as like have as little mental stimulation in the half an hour before bed as possible darken out your room I'm really funny I, I can't wake up if the room's dark in the morning it has to get natural lighting in the morning but I have to go to sleep in the dark but that's made a massive difference just getting the light out of the room has allowed me to get to sleep much quicker and be much more relaxed so remove stimulation half an hour before and make sure it's it's dark or accommodating to the way you like to sleep do
0: you have fancy blinds then that automatically open at a certain time
2: i don't know i have um i used to have fancy curtains that were blackout curtains but then let the sunlight in
0: wow yeah that's a good idea yeah.
2: what? mad mad. Yeah. How does that work? i have no hmm. idea but they'd be it'd be completely pitch black they don't fit in the living room anymore in the bedroom anymore but they'd be pitch black when you close them and then when the sun would rise in front of them, it would just light up the room orange.
0: What are they called?
2: I have no idea.
0: Okay, well, I'll do a Jamie thing like that. Sponsorship part then. two. Yeah,
2: <laughs> honestly, if, if a blind company is out there listening, just know that I'm in the market for that kind of blind again. So have never heard up. this. They're so good.
1: I'll be Rogan, you be Jamie yeah. and search them. So do you have um, a morning routine? Because this is something that I've picked up in the last maybe 18 months or two years is having, waking up and just doing like three to four things, get them in the bank and it kind of sets the day right, right. And then everything else just follows suit. And if I don't do those three things or whatever it is, yeah. then I'm just like, oh, and the day doesn't feel quite right. And then everything kind of feels a bit weird throughout the day. Do you have a morning routine as well?
2: Yeah. So wake up, I drink as much water as I can get down me. Uh, I'd try not, I used to be like, oh, try and have a liter of water, Mm. but then I'd stand there chugging (laughs) a liter of water, like forcing myself. So I drink as much water as I can, coffee, uh, book, radio, or music, and then crack on. So I make sure I spend 15 to 20 minutes reading in silence, like sunlight in, just let my brain and my body wake up. And then I either put some music on i'll put lbc on that's not a plug for lbc by the way but what's lbc it's a political radio show i was gonna like.
0: say mm. i thought i heard that right but after this conversation so far you're extremely intelligent individual, so I'm actually not surprised you listen to LBC. What does
1: LBC stand for?
2: Leading Britain's Conversation. There's
0: no music, James. It's literally just people talking
2: about politics. politics.
0: You know, like the Jeremy Vine show. It's like that 24-7. I don't know what
1: the Jeremy Vine show is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Vine. Right, every time he comes on the radio, I say the same thing. If he hears this one day, whatever. Oh, fuck off, Jeremy. That's how
2: I feel about Nick Abbott. If Nick <laughs> Abbott is listening, fuck off, Nick Abbott.
1: <laughs> Boy, we're throwing some fucking wow. shots in this bitch. <laughs> to be fair, like there's stuff that you post on your Instagram story. I do read that because I'm, I live in such a little bubble of James and Pure Sport and that's pretty much all I get exposed to. Like, my housemate came home the other day and he said, Oh, have you seen what's going on with this, like, European Super League or something? I was like, No. He said, It's everywhere. It's all over Instagram. And I had no idea. We and live in echo chambers. A yeah, honestly. And honestly, your stories are quite refreshing because it kind of shows me stuff that no one else posts about that I follow anyway. And all this, like, yeah, loads and loads of things I learned from your stories. So keep sharing them because people do watch them, including me.
2: It's, it's been an interesting process, actually. I was speaking to someone in an interview about this yesterday. A lot of the time when I get approached by brands and companies to work with them, I have to be straight from the start and say, I won't change how I'm going to post what I post because I work with a brand. That's me. My Instagram is mine and it's been mine since I was 15. What I post is who I am. There's, there's no point in having a platform if you don't use it for good good reasons and there are things that matter to me much more than a partnership or keeping people happy or keeping my employers happy because there are things that matter like I like I said as long as I've got a roof over my head then I'm then I'm good my work really my goal if I think about it my goal is to educate people and to help people and to allow people the space to educate themselves in ways that they might not have the opportunity to do otherwise. Not necessarily because they don't want to, but because it's not in your chamber. You're busy thinking about other things. We're all busy people. But I know people are going to be flicking through stories. And if like you it catches someone's eye, then I've done my job. I've done my bit. And so that that matters to me. It's the only forum I guess I've got where that I where I can do that. Outside, I can't really corner you and be like, right, sit down. I'm going to tell you about what's happening in Palestine. Like, I can't really do that because whether you choose to listen or not is completely up to you, but it's also quite intrusive and it's invasive. And it's like, I'm forcing you to have a conversation you don't want to have. But if you want to sit and look at my stories or listen to what I've got to say, then great that's a bonus and I've, like I said, I've done my bit.
1: Mm. And they kind of do it in their own time as well, because if you came up to me in the middle of the day and said, right, I'm gonna to talk to you about this, I'd be like, no chance. No.
2: yeah, exactly. But
1: when I'm, you know, like got some free time on the train or something like that and I'm scrolling through, it's in my own time. And then i will be like, right, I've got time to read what you're sharing and kind of be more accepting of it as well.
2: But also it's, a, it's an identity thing as well. And I've noticed this with a lot of people. A lot of people are scared to have opinions because they think it'll put other people off or they think it'll, you know, be a negative mark against their name. I don't care. I I couldn't care less about people's opinions on me or whether they want to follow me or not follow me because my platform is mine and I will say what I, what I want to say and I'll say with my chest. And if they want to unfollow me for that, that's absolutely fine. You're not wanted here
1: anyway. <laughs> There's the soundbite. That's the clip. That's the teaser right there. That's going but in. It's
2: true. And I, I, you know, I'm not my Instagram isn't there to people, please. Mm. my I'm not Jenny the athlete. I'm not Jenny the coach. i'm I'm just Jenny. Like I'm just a person, and I care about these things. So yeah,
1: that's why we like well, one of the reasons we like working with you is because what you put out there is authentic mm. and like really is what you believe in. So then if you talk about pure sport, again, it's authentic it's and it's heart, genuine. Yeah. you're not just, an influencer who is posting about the latest product. And it, it just looks, it's so see-through. Whereas I think the people that follow you understand that if you're gonna talk about it, you truly believe in it. And I think that's one of the reasons that we really like working with you and really value the content that you put out there.
2: I appreciate that. Whenever people message me asking about the products, I can give a genuine anecdote of how it's ha- how it's helped me or how it's helped my family members. I will always give people the time to explain and to help give them insight into what things do and why we take them because you know it's like otherwise it's like the blind leading the blind oh well I just take it because no like what tell me tell me how it's helped you a lot of the things that I say when people approach me is I can tell you all of this but do your own research Mm -hmm. have what I'm saying confirmed and, you know, be be ready to hear that a lot of the, the evidence is anecdotal, but because there is so much anecdotal evidence, you have to draw your own conclusions from that. And a lot, a lot of people will be skeptical, just like I was skeptical at first, but knowing that people can come to me and get genuine advice, it, like that matters. I want to give people my time in that respect. Like time is, time is valuable, but I know again, if me giving them five minutes, To talk about these products are going to help them in whatever way you can have all that time all the time in the world
0: you have opportunities every day to make a difference and it could be a small difference to one person it could be a huge difference to someone else Mm -hmm. and that doesn't just have to be about cbd or our products it can be about anything it can be just the way you are as a person the way you view a certain subject it can be just general health and wellness so it's great that you give people the time to do that and there's so much fluff in this world that having someone that's direct to the point but does it in the best way is extremely valuable. So Jenny Tong's dope.
1: Yeah, generally. And that, that goes across all things. Like, there's so many times I've just had a conversation with someone and they've told me something that probably would have taken me, I don't know, a week mm-hmm. to go and figure out for myself and read loads of articles and things that tell me this and that and the other thing. And it wouldn't be until like a week that I found out exactly the information that I wanted to know. Yeah, because there's Whereas, too much, isn't there? Yeah. And there's so much like conflicting data out there. Was if I just spoke to somebody, like, the only reason I probably said this a few times on the podcast in the past, but the only time I actually, the only reason I actually, Looked at Pure Sport, like Grayson very kindly sent me some a long time ago, and I didn't use it because I was like, I don't really know about CBD, and it was actually my mum. She said, well, she had back pain, and she tried everything, and she was like, well, can I try it? And I was like, yeah, knock yourself out. Like I'm not going to use it, so help yourself. And she used it, and it was the first thing that's ever helped with her back pain. So I was like, okay, let me look at this. If it's helped my mum, and if my mum hadn't used it, I probably never would have looked at it, and I probably wouldn't be sat here having this conversation about it. So sometimes just having a conversation with someone about whatever it is, you don't understand is the best thing to do.
2: Well, it's funny. My dad was trying to get me to use it for years. Uh, My dad suffers with cluster headaches and they're, they're really debilitating and my, so he'd started using them for for that. And my sister has epileptic seizures. So he'd started getting hair on CBD for her seizures, but I suffer with non-epileptic seizures and that was, that the period when I started having them, he he tried to get me to use them. I was like, I, I don't don't see how this is gonna help me. I believe that my seizures are just a, like, they're a fallacy anyway, it's not really happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was so in denial of it for so long. And actually all I really needed was the conversation with the right person because I don't think my dad really had the vocab to explain to me properly the, the science behind it. And I actually did end up sitting down on my own and, and doing my own research, but having conversations with other people who had used it that weren't my dad, because sometimes I'm still that person where if your parents say something, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> whereas when someone else says it and it's from their experiences, it's it's very different. And yeah, I think, just giving someone the time of day to have a conversation and to, to, to give them your insight is invaluable sometimes.
1: Mm. How many times have you looked back on the advice your parents have given you in the past and thought like, oh, shit. they knew what they were talking about? <laughs> and the older you get, the more that happens and the more... The more things you've got to go back on and be like, oh, they did tell me that actually. Big up yeah. all the parents out there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. For the guidance. Yeah. yeah. Every Not day. all of you are like 100% great. You yeah. <laughs> are fucking
1: well done. I think I forget that they've been through everything that I'm going through right now and they're wiser and we they're We're such older. arrogant little pricks. As, <laughs> as kids like,
0: and teenagers. Oh, we, definitely know the, we definitely know everything about everything. What are you
2: talking <laughs> but about? Then, then saying that, I'm steadfast in that I have absolutely zero regrets about anything I've ever done, anything I've ever said, because without those things, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm incredibly grateful to be the person that I am mm. and to to have the life that I have. And without the experiences and ignoring my parents and doing all those things, it wouldn't have accumulated in me being where I am now. So.
0: Sat with Will and James. Yeah,
2: living my best life here in London. Getting on ready the to go Pure to go Run podcast. Club
0: later. Yeah.
2: These kicks also flexing the socks. Yeah, Yeah. it's It's
1: not even a Friday.
0: Oh, yes, flex day every
1: day. Three from three every day (laughs) sock flex.
0: We can probably say news about that actually. We might, we won't cut this out, but there's going to be a a sock bundle coming. And by the time this podcast comes out, it will be available, maybe Mm -hmm. sold out. But hey, we're doing a bundle with three pairs of new socks at Dope. So coming soon or already here.
2: So yeah, when's a uh, run club coming up north? Is what I want to know. You're gonna Not, run all Will, the way.
1: Yeah, we would probably just run. We're yeah. always <laughs> gonna run from park to park, just all around the country.
0: Don't give me any ideas because that actually resonates with
1: me, and I'm like, oh, actually, that's a way. That's a much better way of doing it, bro. I know what you've got planned and i know that there is just actually it'd be like
2: a cult following though if you start in london and just start running you never know people might just join
1: isn't um, that forrest gump when he just runs across (laughs) and
0: people are just joining for the run no one gives a shit about me really they'll just be like oh well done will
2: will william (laughs) gump
0: will Will gump that's actually a pretty good name
2: yeah
1: my new ig at (laughs) will (laughs) gump i've never known someone to love running as much as we'll do, do you
2: love running though James I
1: went through a phase of loving running
2: because you did that you didn't you do a marathon or something like 60K. that 60ks 60ks yeah oh, weirder
1: yeah yeah in hindsight
0: the thing is stupid. I don't love, I don't I do love running sometimes but for the most part I'm not that enthusiastic about doing it
1: so I don't do know. You mean you just run for 12 hours sometimes what are you doing this Saturday will I'm just gonna run from 6 30 in the morning to 6 30 in the evening all oh, right who with? just by myself
0: <laughs> yeah but that was an actual that was a virtual event that wasn't that fun actually so i hated running that day
1: <laughs> are you not a runner no
2: um
1: did you do in the lockdown the 5k, no, I 5K didn't. nominate five no, I didn't.
2: Thing? someone nominated me and i told them where to shove it did you donate though
1: yeah hell yeah
2: <laughs> absolutely did
1: you do something like an alternative like no. lift five thousand kilos no something?
2: Why would I do that? <laughs> I don't, a challenge is existing in this world. Mm. There is enough challenges out there. There are enough people doing stupid challenges for me to not have to do a challenge. Mm. I just donate the money. Yeah, save my time, save my effort. Time is money anyway. The time that I'd be doing that, I could just earn the money and donate twice as much. So,
1: Preach. Well, do you enjoy your training?
2: Um, depends on the day, depends on the week, depends on the month. At the moment i've got a really bad back uh i did quite well at the english championships went home had a had a nice warm bath and then the next day i was like oh it's funny that my back still doesn't feel quite great and it's not been the same since so have i enjoyed training since february absolutely not do i enjoy trading when it's going well absolutely between november and february or maybe like december to february i was turning up to the gym every day on my own in the bitter cold, I had frostbite on my fingers and I was like, let's go. Like, I am ready for this. Like, I am so ready, like, come at me. Because I was I was feeling strong, I was feeling confident. I was in a good place mentally, physically, and you know everything had aligned for me. So at that point in time, yeah, loving training. At the moment, I'm just going through the motions. And that's okay, because you've got to take the rough with the smooth and not every day is a great day. I don't have an association with training where it's all rainbows and unicorns. It's hard work Mm. and that's part of
1: it. Do you find it has like a knock-on effect to other things? So if your training isn't going well, does that stress you out with your work and things like that? Or do you keep them very separate?
2: Yes and no. Again, it, it it depends on the day and the week and the month. My work often is interlinked. So coaching for instance, if I've got a bad back, I'm gonna struggle to demo certain things. Um, I had friends come up and visit me and my back's been bad. And so we went on a walk around the Peak District and I like kept, we were just like clambering over stuff and my my foot slipped and my back twanged. And I was just like, like, this is my life now. I'm 24 and crippled, like it's fine, really not fine. But so it it, it definitely depends on the situation for the most part. I can compartmentalize quite easily. I think that's one of the joys of being freelance is that I don't necessarily, I, I have bosses, but I don't have a boss being like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And so I can take things at my own pace. And that means that I can compartmentalize and separate things and say, right, well, do you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go down to London. Uh, I'm gonna have a good time and I'm not gonna worry too much about training. Whereas a lot of my other friends have this constant buzz in the back of the head. Like, I, am I gonna be too tired for training? Am I gonna do this? Am I gonna do that? So yeah, uh, just the way you live, your, the way I live my life means that I can keep them quite separate.
0: Wow, decent. Mm. I like that a lot. Mm. You are very intelligent. You're very, I don't know. It's, just all, the, it's just, all
2: false, it's all No, pretend. but just the
0: way you look at the world and you're very wise, even though you're young, just you're, you're wise beyond your years is what I would say. The way you look at things is very, very mature, but also in a way that isn't too much like tunnel vision. Nothing is sort of black and white with you. There's always like an, an abundance of, I don't know, space around it that can move laterally or whatever. I hope you understand what I'm saying, but you're not just to the point. There is there's always something in the background that might be good or might be bad, but you just take it
1: as it is and crack on with it. What age? Twenty four? Did you say? Yeah, that's mad. Twenty four. <laughs> I was fresh out of uni, and I was like, <laughs> like "Come on, <laughs> let's go." Yeah. But
2: the thing is, is like I'm still like that. If you take, like turn around to me and you're like, do you want to go on holiday tomorrow? i be like, yeah, cool. Like, let's book the flight. I, I, I want to live a life with no limits. Really, I-, I think that's like, isn't that the the RAF slogan?
0: Yeah. Is live, a- it?
2: live a life yeah. without limits. I want to be like the RAF people, but without actual limits. Like. <laughs> For, for me, I think the way i want to, the way I want to live my life is just by being happy. and i've I've seen so much sadness. I've seen so much negativity and so much hurt to know that that's not what I want for myself. And mindset is everything. The way you see the world, the way you see yourself and the role you play is massive. It doesn't matter. I could work myself to the burn, and no one would know. no one would notice. no one would care and and that that matters because you could spend your whole life grafting for someone else just to be replaced in an instant and you've made no memories you've made no friends you've you've got nothing really to show for it and that's not how i see myself that's not what i see my contribution to life being so i'm just being and that is enough <laughs> Fuck
1: yeah mm. where do you see yourself then in Fuck yeah. five years i know you don't have these goals or anything but obviously it would be like oh, i want to be happy in five years but what do you see yourself doing in five years? Still doing what you're doing now with the coaching and still lifting? Or do you think that's got a a limit on it as well?
2: Honestly, where do I see myself in five years? A couple of properties, a nice car, and the
1: what rest? Car? What? what car? What's a nice car to you?
2: So my dream car is a soft top cherry red MG BGT Roadster.
0: I like that you're specific
1: on that. Yeah, different.
2: Yeah. Ever since I was a child, we used to drive past like an old classics car room, car showroom, and it would just be in the window. And I'd just look at it every day and wish and hope that one day that might be mine. And one day I might earn enough for it to be mine. That's my only goal is to have that car. Um, (laughs) No, where do I see myself in five years? I'd like to, do I always think I want to write a book? Mm. But there are so many incredible women that I follow on social media. I don't really follow other athletes other than the ones that are in my circles. There's so many incredible women that I follow and I suffer with that crippling imposter syndrome. It doesn't matter how intelligent people might tell me I am. I'm like, nah, you don't know what's happening in this head.
0: Yeah, but that's a nice quality to have. But they uh, walk around and think they're the shit.
2: No, often
0: aren't. As, and if you sort of put an almost limiting not a limiting factor but i think i think imposter syndrome is a good thing and even if you think other people can say things in a better way you have so much value to offer people and even in this 50-minute conversation we've had so far i've got a lot from it and it's and it's just been a conversation so Mm, don't sell yourself short on I
2: I look at these other women and i'm just like wow you are incredible and they're my role models they're the people i like idealize and I think I could never match that. To me, I don't think I could ever match their their level of intellect or You their... don't need
0: to match them though, because you're you've no. taken bits of inspiration from probably all of them, but you've still your own makeup. It's an
2: amalgamation. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess <laughs> my... <laughs> amalgamation. So yeah, the way I see myself is is just trying to mirror the inspiration that I see around me and wherever that takes me will be cool. But as long as, like I said, as long as I've got a roof over my head, or multiple roofs, you never know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
1: even a soft top roof. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Maybe even a soft top roof.
1: I would also like a pool. Like a...
0: Swimming pool,
1: maybe James. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What kind of pool are you thinking of? I was thinking like a pool table. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like what? Oh, I'm terrible. At You've had pool. too
0: many big words in your head, James, and <laughs> <haven't> you <laughs> amalgamation.
1: <laughs> Word of the day. Let's yeah.
2: say that. I one. said cacophony yesterday, Did just you? just in in passing in conversation. I was like, wow, yeah. What does that mean? A uh, cacophony is like um, it's negative sounds that are all echoed around the room. So for instance, so you you might say something. And then you might say something and I might say something and they all might be like contradicting each other, but they're all in at once. Mm-hmm. So it's a cacophony. I just butchered that. I'm, do- I'm using my hands to...
1: Yeah. When, like, why did you use it? Why did it just come out?
2: I can't remember. You don't we, remember what no. it was about? I was speaking to someone from Mirafit and I was like, hey, it's a cacophony.
1: And... <laughs> I do love when people just throw in words that I
0: just understand? outrageous.
1: <laughs> I remember once I had, um, like, a PT meeting talking about stuff pt stuff and he threw in the word compendium and i was like what? hang on a minute no, so you know, what are you talking about compendiums i've
2: got the definition cacophony a harsh discordant mixture of sounds no. i said the word mixture and sounds
0: That's yeah i think you've got the gist of it yeah. bit, pretty much i think you actually went into even better detail than the dictionary does so i can't wait to try and use that badly at some point soon <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. listen, I'm in. I'm in about like fifty six grand's debt for that level of vocab. So, you wow. know. Yeah.
0: Well, next time someone drops a fart, I'm gonna be like, oh, <laughs> like oh. and then my, <laughs> then my like distaste will add to that cacophony because it has to be from most multiple not bits. Because obviously, man don't fart. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Is there any way we can go with that? Or is that
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I think, uh, think, yeah. think conversation is <laughs> taking a turn for the worst. Right there. We were deep and we were given yeah. some real insights and then we'll
2: it's all part of it. It's yeah. all part of it. Conversations don't need to be too serious. It's all fun and games, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: it's all fun and games. What did you say about having not here for a good time, here for a long exactly. time? Or both. Something like that.
0: Yeah, or both. All
1: right well you've been fantastic i think that's probably been one of my favorite podcasts yeah. so yeah. far we'd love to get you on again at some point in the near future
2: i'm sure we can i sure we can put something in the diary
1: yeah once you've got your soft top and then well, we, we might like, be waiting right, a while for that
0: of how to get the soft top.
2: We might mm. be waiting a while but yeah
1: awesome. um so for anyone that's listening how will pe- if people want to chat to you or get in contact just through your you can Instagram. A chat
2: to me. You're sending everyone to my Instagram to start a conversation. Maybe. You've seen how much I ignore my messages, right? No.
1: <laughs> you never ignore mine.
2: <laughs> no, so you can find me on Instagram. That's basically the only social media platform I use because I'm not about it. But yeah, at JennyT811. What's the 811?
1: It's
2: my birthday, isn't it, bro? Like 8th of the 11th. Um, Don't forget to send your gifts, 8th of November. Yeah, he's picking up. <laughs> That's a diary,
0: reoccurring events. <laughs>
1: Eighth of the eleventh. Yeah. Jen, also, the number, the birthday. number
2: eight is just like together, and then one one is like solo. Wow. Ooh. There's some deep meaning behind it somewhere. So obviously, my my existence is deep and meaningful. Eighth of the eleventh.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's what the next
1: part. I've never really thought about. about my birthday or numbers in general <laughs> that deep. Four 30
0: like 30 34 ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> whenever i see horoscopes and stuff i'm 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 so anti not anti but i just can't buy into the crystals and the horoscopes and stuff and then i see them i'll read them and i'm like oh actually yeah that, Boy, that makes a lot of sense the
0: crystals by the way i did some jamie and i found it i actually sent it to you so you need to send it on to jenny it's the it's called water has memory
1: I put it in the show notes in the show notes that i do <laughs> <in>
0: no <laughs> i do loads of work behind the scenes
1: <laughs> you bring the deep and meaningful chat i just bring <laughs> questions
2: what what's your horoscope before we go
1: um there's, there's a new one isn't there there's like 13 oh, now. that's
2: wrong it's wrong wow it's, I don't know anything about it, but I'm just telling them it's wrong. Okay. I
1: don't understand because then all of a sudden people shifted, and they once were a Libra, and they're now a uh, yeah. Scorpio, and it's so like because one's shifted in there, so everyone's had to move dates slightly. Yeah. So now people are like, I've been a Libra for thirty-five years, and all of a sudden they're a Scorpio, and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, oh, do yeah so this I <laughs> This Read the next yeah. one. They're like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all, know, all my know, life
0: I've been thinking I'm a Libra. All I know is I'm a Taurus, and it's a bull, and it sounds cool. That's it. That's all I got to talk.
1: Are about you a bull? There. Yeah. yeah in a child yeah,
2: show.
1: Yeah. What's yours? I'm a Scorpio. You? Are you? Yeah, November? Yeah. yeah. 8th of November. I
2: literally just <laughs> said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: What are you, James?
0: Yes. I don't know. I don't know them all. I'm just going to say Wait, I,
2: all I remember is you posting a while ago saying that you turned 30, which was when?
1: Aries. That's no point of guessing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't ask
2: the question,
1: to tell you and they be like, yeah, no. Um capricorn have i said the right
2: one yet no all uh, right you're not a leo because that's in the summer
1: mine actually i do agree with mine like it is very me
2: yeah mm. Tell, what is it then
1: i'm a libra it's about balance oh. i'm a very i think i'm a Are very balanced? balanced person okay. i'm like i'm very yin and yang i like taoism taoism yeah taoism good word james wow <laughs> honestly research Taoism. how much
2: did you pay for that one word
1: what taoism yeah I found it on YouTube
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> no Scorpio's all the way we rule the world
0: well we went on again didn't we yeah we <laughs> <pretty> cut, <laughs> right, We probably <pretty> cut <laughs> that stuff out but <laughs> for the
2: next
1: one this is the Pure Sport project we don't cut stuff out we keep it all in
2: it's all organic
1: yeah all good right we'll leave it there thanks very much listeners all few of you big up yourselves big up Johnny Tong <laughs> and big up Cacophony yo thank you Pure Sport fan for tuning in As a valued listener, we'd like to offer you a 20% discount code site-wide on puresportcbd.com. Use the code PROJECT20 to level up your life. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe and share with your friends. And remember, no stress, stay blessed and we'll catch you next time.